Welcome back to Basically Anxious, your favorite Zillennial podcast. Hi, guys. Today we are back and we're excited to be back consecutively. We're glad to be here. (laughs) And today we're actually just going to do a random brain dump. But before we get into anything, the most exciting news that we have to share today (laughs) is that it's actually our one year anniversary of Basically Anxious, which is so wild. (laughs) April 12th, time has flown by. Um, And so at the end of today's episode, we're just kind of going to do a little bit of a recap of, you know, how far we've come and chat about where we are now, which is so exciting. But before we get into the just randomness of today's episode, we will start with our usually weekly recap. I have nothing to recap. (laughs) I (laughs) I, I don't have a lot to say. Spring has sprung. Happy to be here. Life's a roller coaster. Um, what about you? Um, I don't have a whole lot to recap either. I went to um, a baseball game last week, which was super fun. First and maybe only baseball game of the season for me. But it was Wait, really what fun. What day did you go? We went on Friday evening. Oh, I went on Wednesday. Sporty girls. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> yes. So that was super fun. It was nice to like go to like an event again which was just like nice to get They're out of the so, house baseball games are so yeah. fun you don't have to give a single shit about baseball to enjoy the vibes truly truly yes so the vibes were good um but other than that not a lot going on it was a really beautiful sunny weekend in seattle and honestly i'm just look looking forward to the coming weekend um we're taking our engagement photos on friday And then I'm going wedding dress shopping on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm just looking forward to that. I'm just truly working to the weekend. Um, But we're going to get there. It's going to be good. Yeah. Wow. A wedding heavy weekend. That's so fun. These are all the good, fun, exciting things. I know. I know. So I'll report back, but that's all. Great. Yeah. Okay. So there's just like, like... the world is chaotic. I mean, when is it not? When is it truly mm-hmm. not? Um, maybe we start on like a fun note. Maybe we start with sell- selling sunset, you know? Okay. We'll, we'll yeah. sandwich it a little bit. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, what are your initial thoughts on the season? Have you already watched it? I watched the whole season in one day. Great. Me too. <laughs> it's not hard to because no. they're short episodes. Um, so it is interesting. They are powering through this show Mm -hmm. I think that they're trying to almost film it like biannually like twice a year like I feel like they I mean they I think they want to have really fresh like it's the issue is like it's so things become outdated so fast that reality tv shows that are filmed like months and months and months ago like are already not relevant um so I feel like they kind of have the model set up of like bachelor where like they're filming like three months and then like few months to edit and then it's it's on so like it's it's Mm -hmm. a really really quick turnaround um and so a lot of like the tea that was happening on the season I felt like was still very relevant like Mm Chrishell dating Jason um and all of that I will say it feels way more curated like way more produced Mm -hmm. a little more actory um a little less like way less on the selling part like we are getting very 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 little 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 bit of, mm-hmm. of the of the real estate aspect and I do think that will probably that's probably my biggest criticism of the season is like I do think people actually want to see the real estate part of 
Los Angeles. Like mm-hmm. LA is so insane. And these, these like million dollar houses that are overlooking like all of the Valley, like, you're, like they, people want to see that. So mm-hmm. I do think they're losing sight a little bit, like a, they're a little not in super touch with like, that was not English. It sounds, it feels like they're not super in touch with like what their audience actually wants. But at the same time, I love the drama and I love the tea and I will gladly watch it until it runs its course. Mm-hmm. Um, my main call out is, and let me know if you saw this when the new gal who I love so much, she brings like a nice, fun, fresh energy I'm obsessed with her style. I think it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there, she. It's the scene where she's like, you told me if I could get a buyer for this house, I was in, mm-hmm. basically. And the whole scene to me felt somewhat authentic. I'll put in quotations. Um, but like more so than other scenes, except for when Jason goes out. I think it's Jason goes outside and he's like, let mm-hmm. me call the seller. Yeah. And he's on the phone and the camera's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like fully, f- fully could, sh- could like fully show that the camera was what was like facing his like, like yes. side of his face. And it was so obvious. I feel like they did it on purpose to like create conversation mm-hmm. and buzz on social media. Like it wasn't even like a quick snap. It was like fully like three or four seconds of us just like looking at the camera on his phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, yeah, you can accidentally swipe things when it's like up against your palm or whatever. But I was just like, it was, I felt like it almost had to have been intentional by the editors, like not by the producers, but by the editors, like by leaving that in there. But Mm -hmm. I just thought it was like, oh, funny. And then there's another scene where the new gal um, is like hugging someone and like Mm -hmm. on the back of her dress, I saw this on a TikTok. I didn't even catch it watching the show, but on the back of her dress is like, it's like bunched like tied into like a knot with like hair mm-hmm. ties like just going yeah. down her back to like make it like fit mm-hmm. her correctly uh-huh. as if she was like out of fitting and then just like left and left to get it yeah so that's selling sunset for you her christine's not at the reunion which is just like absurd mm-hmm. um same old same old. there wasn't the drama wasn't that different this round i they, they're gonna have to find some new drama outside of christine because that is gonna start that's gonna run its course so yeah, I agree. I too watched it in a day and literally last night I was laying in bed and it was like 1030 and I was like doing the thing where you like look at the episodes just to see what episode I was on. And I was like, oh shit, I'm on the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But um, I really enjoyed season five. I thought it was a lot better than season four. Yeah. I felt like season four was just literally like a random mosh of clips that they just like very haphazardly edited together and I thought this was like again back to the balance of like the nice production they like tried to follow the story I do agree I wish we'd seen more houses um just because like I feel like that also makes the show appeal to like more people too like Lukey used to watch with me and like I know he loved seeing the houses like obviously the drama too but I don't know So I hope they kind of bring that back. Um, I am really curious to see what's going to happen and who's actually going to be on season six, because I feel like there were a lot like 
watching this season, I was like, there are now so many of you. And I feel like you were kind of originally trying to like make storylines with like other people and they just kind of fizzled out. And now I'm just like, I don't know what your main focus is going to be. And I'm really curious to see too, like, honestly, I think Christine's going to leave because I was uh, yeah, her Instagram as I finished the show last night. And um, apparently she and her husband started a, like their own online real estate platform and you can essentially buy luxury real estate with, um, what's it called with crypto. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. So when I was, and the website is like insane and I was like, oh wow. So I guess this is like your thing now. So I don't know if she's going to be there. Um, I'm really sad that Maya's leaving. I, like, I love her. I think she's just, like, such a nice, like, rock to, like, the whole, like, crazy family. Um, but I was also stalking her, too, and I saw that she started her own brokerage. So that's really nice for her. Um, and I will just say, I love all of Heather's wedding content. I think... I love her. Honestly, I think Heather is my favorite now. Same. I think she's so funny. Um, I love her laugh. Every time she laughs, I'm like... I, it, it just kills me. I think it's so funny. And then yeah. um, like, it's so yeah. specific yeah. and I, it sounds fake, but I think it's like, just but really it's, I her, think it's laugh. her laugh. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just think she's so cute. And I also really appreciated like her sitting down and like when she was having her conversation with Christine, I was like, dang girl, you're not, you're not wavering. You're like, yeah, I was impressed. Um, so I don't know. I thought the season was good. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I feel like the, what's the one girl they brought on last season who like wasn't doing so hot. The one who has the boyfriend in England. I oh, I don't remember, but they're cute. I know, but her like whole story was so like short lived. Yeah. She, I, I, she must be leaving the show. Like they must be fizzling her out. Um, or yeah. phasing her out, but I liked, I, I thought it was cute. Yeah. Um, I will say I first, like, I initially thought that like Chrishell and Jason's relationship was truly just for like fluff. I don't think I like after watching this season though, it definitely convinced me more that it was a lot more serious than like I thought it was like, I thought it was just kind of, and maybe, you know, I mean, there's probably some elements to it that were just kind of more for like press and stuff, but I thought that was pretty crazy that they like had that much going on and those like very serious conversations just like yeah yeah that was tough I I feel like they did a good job of showing the showy part of it and like giving Mm -hmm. people the content and then also actually showing the harder conversation and then like respectfully kind of drawing a boundary of not being too invasive like they didn't film the conversation I was really glad they Jason told her that like yeah didn't want to have a kid with her like I, I I did think they draw they drew a good boundary there. I that's so interesting about Christine. Like holy shit! Mm-hmm. I I mean, then the way it ends by her, them being like she's like literally bribing clients mm-hmm. to not. That's like buy. isn't that? I think that's illegal. I think that it, that's what I don't think that's at. like a non negotiable or a negotiable yeah. thing. I think that's a non negotiable. Like, if you do stuff like that, like you're out. I'm wondering if you can like like you're gonna lose know. your license. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just sucks. Christine's fall from grace has just been really kind of painful to watch Mm because you can just see there's just like this, like really 
like sad little girl trapped inside of her that just like wants to be like vulnerable and wants to be loved and liked by mm-hmm. people but then just like cannot put down like the fucking like weapons yeah. like she just cannot let her guard down yeah and it comes out in really nasty ways and it's just like I get why yeah. all of them are like we cannot like have you in our lives but um I think my favorite is Heather as well I'm obsessed with her I love her I love the whole thing um and then probably Mary and then probably Chriselle. Mm-hmm. Davina absolutely not I don't even know why she's still here like she no. can, she needs to go yeah. Um, her conversation where she brought Mary. I love that Mary got a little like promotion. In this. Me I too. Was I was like, you go girl. Yeah. She deserved it. When they, <laughs> when Mary accompanied her to that buyer's house, who was like being so sassy with her, um, mm-hmm. the way that Davina handled it was just like never in a million years. Is that an appropriate way to handle a conversation? With no, a it client. was horrible. I was just like dumbfounded. I was like, this has to be like, like a plot like this has to be like a planned out scene with the producers because I was like you would not ever have you would be fired from your job Mm -hmm. like it's just insane um but I love that they're all on TikTok doing their thing Mm -hmm. um I honestly like love the success for these girls like I feel like for these women um I feel like it actually is very deserved and um I do feel like they like do actually sell like they are real estate agents like as much as we don't see that like mary's been doing this for like 15 years like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like and same with christine like yeah she's it it, she is what she is now but i love that she has like her own designers like yeah she like brought god what's her name the new gal what's her name chelsea it's chelsea oh las connie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. oh my god i'm like kind of obsessed with her um her whole vibe like it's just so mm-hmm. over the top but I like how she handled the difference between being like hey I have to be my own person and separate mm-hmm. because I want to work at this company and I cannot have these girls hate me but also I have your back and I appreciate and I love you um I do think the minute she got into the Oppenheim group she was like switched you know flipped a switch a little bit but mm-hmm. um like I don't know I I, I appreciate I also think there's something to be said for like, like this like um what's the right word I don't know this like storyline of like people like Maya who's like I want to go take care of my kids like I want to go have my baby and like be at home like I I know everyone says you can do it all but doesn't mean you have to do it all Mm -hmm. so I love that she they kind of showed that side of like her being like maybe I want to step away and then they have people like Chelsea who was like I was a stay-at-home mom I did that for a few (laughs) years I'm ready to get back in it I'm ready to go do this yeah um I like the, and then you have Christine who like her, her child's not super present in her life and she still gets to be this like glitz and glamour gal. And then you have Christine or sorry, not Christine, Chriselle, who's like making, who like wants to have a child. Yeah, no, I agree. You get all, all the perspectives. It's really, I feel like, yeah, I think it's interesting. I feel like it's kind of an under, um, it's a little more of a subtle storyline. Like you're not really thinking that like being a mom is a storyline in like selling sunset but like it very much is when you when you like zoom out a little bit so Mm -hmm. I like that me too me too overall great season love it recommend it watch it in a day all right let's switch gears a little bit um we want to talk about the recent controversy with tinks she if you are not familiar we've definitely talked about her on the podcast before um but she recently had some old tweets be rediscovered and 
there were a lot of controversial things to unpack there and essentially not a good look. Um, she did come out with an apology statement. Apparently she did like a, a an ask me anything on Instagram as well or a Q&A. Um, and so she's definitely doing the damage control. But we just want to talk about it because I think she is a pretty big figure at this point. She's had like so much success. And I feel like we've again talked about this on the podcast before where there's just not really an excuse anymore for this kind of stuff to like continue coming to light. So I don't know if you want to like talk a little bit more about what the tweets were. Um, I feel like you have a little bit better of an understanding on it, but important, important topic. Yeah, I feel like it's important to note that the reason this conversation is so interesting is because we are living in a little bit of a reckoning of cancel culture. Like, we are going definitely through a, a, a what was the saying that Kylie Jenner used to say? Like, a year of realizing things. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like we are entering that phase <laughs> as a society, as social media, like, evolves like we are definitely getting to a point of like is cancel culture productive and when is it productive versus accountability yes this situation fits into that conversation very interesting interestingly mm-hmm. and i actually feel like a lot of people feel as conflicted as maybe i can only speak for myself but i feel like a lot of people feel as conflicted as i do and like what is the productive route in this um anyways mm-hmm. basically there is an article that was posted basically re- like Lynn said resurfacing all of these tweets they're they're kind of split into two different categories the first category are tweets from over a decade ago um incredibly fat phobic like just so unnecessary commentary on like anybody's mm-hmm. like look at all um she was calling out like celebrities and then she was also calling out like in like just normal people and then just making like blanket statements about uh that were extremely fat phobic something to be said about that time is that she's a little bit older so at 2013 she's like around our age she was younger than us by a few years but like not a child not a teenager like Mm -hmm. she's a woman yeah she like we how old how old we would have been in in 2013 in high school like mm -hmm. yeah so it that I think that's important context. The second half, she has liked and retweeted a lot of Republican aligning tweets. Um, and in addition to that, the, I, this all, sorry, let me backtrack a little bit. These all happened in 2020. Most of them happened in 2020. Also, there were many uh, tweets about the early stages of COVID when the bat jokes were happening that were, and it, it turned into a, an incredibly racist commentary on covid mm-hmm. um so there's kind of two different categories happening there there's the decade ago ones that people's take is like she's had nine years to delete them left them up mm-hmm. but also a decade ago we're all very very different people a decade ago mm-hmm. but also she was an adult but also yeah. was 21 an adult like think about what you are at 21 i don't know whatever but then we get into the 2020 stuff and I mean, I feel like it screams I voted for Trump. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's like, I think the vibe that people are getting from it. And that's barely two years ago. So Mm -hmm. I think the general consensus, people feel like incredibly deceived right now Mm -hmm. based on this persona that was put out. I mean, she interviewed Joe Biden. Like, there's just like very conflicting information on like the like 
fan base front versus like what was happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it is a very polarizing conversation. I think it is very split down the middle. I think you have the people whose take is why the fuck do we keep trying to cancel people? Why do we care? We want to cancel everything. These happened so long ago, even the tweets two years ago, like, don't we want people to grow? Don't we want people to change? Like, don't you want people to like be on your side? Like, does it matter that it took them this long to come around? And then there's the side of she had a decade to pull those tweets down. Those were never funny. They were never okay mm-hmm. to say you were an adult at that point. You believed what you wanted to believe at that point. You don't get to blame your hurt and your commentary on like your own personal pain inside. Um, and then obviously the 2020 stuff, people are like, she's a Republican canceled, done goodbye, moving on. Um, people are like, she's always been like portrayed this persona of being like a funny, mean girl. Like it's been like funny to be this, like do this whole Mm -hmm. shtick of being a mean girl. Like, this is on brand for her. Like there's just like two very different sides of the conversation happening here. Um, and then, yeah, she released a statement that essentially, I mean, I can't remember what she said, but I feel like the overall, the overarching sentiment was, I know I fucked up. Those were never okay things to say, blah, 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 blah. I'm growing. I'm doing better. I'm not perfect. Like, be patient with me, whatever. And then like, Mm -hmm. didn't really address the 2020 stuff. So then she did the AMA where she did address the 2020 stuff. And she basically was like, this is how I was coping with how Mm -hmm. chaotic and destructive that period of time was collectively for most of the country. And she was trying to find things, trying to find her thing. I think for me, like, sorry, I'm like going and going, but like, no, no, you're good. I feel like a lot of what she's trying to say is, is like, I've been trying to find my thing, like what identifies with me, what works for mm-hmm. me, what is me? Like I, you know, she's like, keep saying like, I try to align myself with so many different types of groups of people to find what's me. And that's fair. I also can recognize my bias and I have a really, really, really hard time understanding how anyone in the year of 2020 could support a political party that was so openly hateful, so Mm -hmm. openly racist, so openly discriminatory to literally every marginalized or minority group in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I understand that like views can fluctuate between within a political party. I made a decision for myself after the 2020 election you picked a side mm-hmm. like trying to come back from it. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody else has to feel that way about it. <laughs> I think you can feel whatever you want to feel about it. I also think you have to recognize that the way that you are feeling about it may be tied to some privileges that you have. Yes. You That's and I were not out. going to be hurt by the fat phobic tweets. We weren't. So it's not really our place to say whether or not like that was going to be something that like should or should not be forgiven based on the time frame. That's a separate conversation. I, I mean, I don't want to like read the tweets and stuff, but like the 2020 shit, I think that's where it's getting a lot of people because it yeah. is so racist. And she aligned herself with ideologies that were just like so aggressively mm-hmm. wrong. Anyways, more to yeah. say, but I want to hear your take now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you just said. 
I think the biggest thing for me is like the deception part of it, because I mean, you have to remember that's like essentially what social media is. We all put on a persona that, you know, in her case, a lot of people tended to resonate with. I think that's why you and I were initially drawn to her. I loved how genuine she was, how like chill she was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had like a little bit of that kind of like I don't know what the right way to say it is, but she had a sarcastic tone in in most of like her, a lot of sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was relatable and it felt just like whatever. And then along the way it was, that was not what we enjoyed. So exactly. And I think for me, it's just kind of like, you've built this platform for yourself where so many people resonate with you. And so many people like, like the genuineness that comes with your content. And now it's kind of like this, oh, you just really solidified for yourself that like, there's this whole other side of you that is very alarming. And I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started recording of like, where do you draw the line of like, how you cope, you know, everyone copes differently with everything. And especially with 2020, 2021, all of this, we're still living in it. Who's to say like how you should handle your emotions, your way of coping. But I think, I think her using coping with 2020 as an excuse doesn't really sit right with me because you still chose to publicly like put those things out there. And especially when that's, those are all such polarizing topics. I feel like when you do choose to speak publicly on them, you like solidify that for yourself. And I feel like, especially her, I feel like she more than anyone would know that, you know, when half the time, like some of her content is like calling other people out on things that happened way back when. So I feel like as someone who's in tune with like social media as her would know, like, I don't like in 2020 though, like, that's not a long time ago. That's not even really anything to like dig up. That's like kind of the present in my mind. So I just don't see that as like an excuse for those things to just like still be up or like still be able to be found. I'm also really alarmed at the fact that like, you know, there were probably a bunch of people seeing those things and no one called them out then. Yeah. It's weird because what the the tweets that she liked and retweeted were right when she was getting famous, like really around that time, which is when I feel like you and I were like, we love this girl. We love this girl Tinks. Like it. It is a little, I just think people uh, like feel deceived. I think you're spot on. And I feel like, you know, th- there's only so much she can do on her end. It's, you know, I don't really care to decide whether she's genuine or not because you and I stopped following her many, many, many months before any of this happened. But for the people who have been act- actively following her and do active, like were actively a fan of hers, the hurt that this causes to find out, like there's two different people and one and they were being fed a, a particular version. It it stinks. It hurts. And some of your some of your followers are not going to forgive you. And like you have to be okay with that. And some of your followers won't care. And some will need some time to figure out how they feel. The coping part of it, I I agree with you. Now hearing you say that because it, it in 2020, like when you made statements like that, you kind of decided what you believed in. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. even like she didn't just say nothing. Like try mm-hmm. to be neutral. It was it like was you like, took a very polarizing view and, and public opinion publicly. It's tough. Um, 
And she blamed a lot of it on just being on a very unhappy, miserable person. Mm -hmm. And I do think, I think objectively, most people know when people say mean things, it's coming from insecurity in themselves. And and that's true. And that's just like what it is. Mm -hmm. Doesn't take away from like the hurt that that can cause in people. And I, when you hurt people, like, yes, I do think that there's room for forgiveness and for grace and for understanding. But when you've hurt people, it's not really up to you, whether you, whether they forgive you or not, like, Mm -hmm do what you can to, you know, obviously mitigate the hurt and make men's amends, but like you still did what you did. Like you still have to live the consequences with mm-hmm. it. Like you can still grow and you can still become a better version of yourself, but like there's still consequences for your actions. As like, someone who like was a follower of hers, like seeing those tweets, especially the very xenoph- xenophobic ones, like for me, that was like, no like I can't resonate with you anymore and then like not that I would ever meet her but like in my mind now I'm sitting here like what do you think of me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's something that like I won't be able to get past Mm -hmm. yeah it's tough because I am not affected like by any of these I shouldn't say I'm not affected but not they're obviously really painful to read that like anybody feels and thinks those things, but like directly, like I'm not being attacked by any of those tweets or retweets or anything. Um, so I don't really know that it's my place to decide whether or not she's to be forgiven or moved on or whatever. What I will say is I do think she will get her career back. Like, I do think she's going to bounce back from this pretty easily. Oh yeah. And I feel like this hasn't even like, honestly, I don't think this has affected like anything for her. I, I don't know if she's lost a single sponsorship. Like I, I genuinely don't know. I, and I don't listen to a lot of it because honestly, the commentary has been aggressively neutral, like mm-hmm. very neutral on the internet. The first person I saw post about this, I, I Dexter Lynn and I was like, whoa, I haven't seen a single person talk mm-hmm. about this. Like, why is this the like, only girl I've ever seen post about this or whatever? Obviously that blew up more and more started popping up or whatever, but a lot of them were just like, kind of like drama channels just like presenting the information like no one was actually having a take on any of it um some were I sent you I think too that I was like mm-hmm. had pr- more a little bit stronger commentary on it but uh my friend Anna sent um me the Instagram stories for Audrey Peters do you know mm. who that is? have you do you know who that is on TikTok yes okay have you seen these no Basically, she's like, I've known that Tinks is a mean girl for a while. And she and mm. she knew why. She she had receipts. She explained why she felt the way she felt. Um, Tinks was liking comments that were shitting on her. And Audrey DM'd her and was like, what's this about? How can we fix this? Tinks blocked her on all social media and hasn't talked to her in a year. Obviously, wow. actions speak for themselves. But she was like, regardless of what is happening now, I have known this about her for a while. Mm-hmm. And this aligns with what I have experienced from her. And that yeah. was basically her statement on it. And wow. that was the only person that I have seen take a pretty big stance on it. But like, it is wild how far across the social media universe, how well connected she is and how many friends in different corners of social media she has. I have no idea what those people are going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you- I feel like if they were going to do something, they would have done something by now. But even just like aligning with her or not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like moving forward, they may not say anything, but they may just remove her from her, from their, 
from their life, Mm -hmm. but they might not like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a very interesting situation because it is so polarizing, but also not in the way it should be. If that makes sense. Like people do have such different opinions, but like where no consequences from what (laughs) I've seen have actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it's like, people are kind of like, don't really know what their take is on it, which is weird. I don't understand. And this was one of my my first thoughts, but I don't understand how massive companies like Chipotle are, do not do their due diligence when they pick people to sponsor very publicly. And for a long time, like Mm -hmm. why are there not roles entirely dedicated to digging into influencers past to avoid situations like this, where you then have to publicly make a statement and step away Mm -hmm. or like, whatever. It is so weird to me that there's like, that doesn't exist. Like Mm -hmm. we still to this day in 20, in April of 2022 are still seeing companies having to do these like weird, like shuffles when you, an influencer gets canceled. Yeah. They have to make a statement and then they have to like pull out and like, whatever, I'm like, where is the due diligence? Like, why are you mm-hmm. guys not protecting yourselves better from like having yeah. to be in this situation? Like, aside from all of the other stuff, it just blows my mind that there's not like literal teams dedicated into like researching the influencers that they're choosing to be like spokespeople for their yeah. companies and brands. No, I agree. So fully, fully, fully agree. <sighs> Should we move on? Yes. Let's. Okay. Let's do something positive. Okay. Um, let's talk about the viral TikTok hair stick. I don't really have much to say about it other than I've seen it come up on my free you page and I bought it and oh, good. I haven't tried it yet. It came in the mail yesterday, but I just wanted to say, I'm really excited to try it. Love. Um, especially now that it's going to be like warm and hot and like, that's probably how I'm going to wear my hair for the yeah. rest of the season. So I'm excited and I hope it works well. Um, I will say I bought the whey pomade a while back and I don't love it. It doesn't work very well. And I don't know if I'm not mm-hmm. using it correctly, but I'm hoping this will be better because we got to get that slicked back look, you know? Yeah. I have seen many videos about it and I want to buy it. I just have such thin hair. I'm afraid mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to like just cause damage for my hair from like slicking mm-hmm. it back too much. Yeah. No, I know. Um, also like this is, this is essentially me with a slicked back hair. <laughs> I look like a fucking egg. Like I'm all for a pony, but like I do a pony in public when I have like volume in my hair. Uh-huh. So like yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen you with like a slicked back bun. Yeah. But this is essentially what it would look like. Yeah. I know you guys can't see me, but like, I look like a mat, like a literal egg. So you'll have to give us a review. Maybe it'll make a feature in our fate in your monthly favorite favorites. I'll report back. Did you buy the one that people actually were like, this is like the celebrity artist uses, or like, this is the one that's like equal to the celebrity artist, but I bought the bedhead one because the other one was sold out. Oh my God. So this is like a dupe on a dupe on a dupe. Yeah. Because the original, there was some original one that was like, I can, I'm imagining the packaging right now. I can see it in my head. I don't know what the original one was called, but um, yeah. So I bought the bedhead one. Cool. Because yeah, TikTok sold the other one out. So excited. Had to make do. Um, While we're on the note of positive things, should we talk about Brooklyn Beckham 
and Nicola Peltz's wedding. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say, but it's been quite the hot topic. It has. I just, to me, they're such an interesting couple. Yeah. They're also so young. Yes. I think he's, is he 21? He's younger than me. So I, I don't know exactly how young, um, but he's younger than me. No, it's like insane. Wait, um, And look up how old she is too. But I just feel like, I mean, their wedding was like insane. It was absolutely Oh my beautiful. God. She looked amazing. Literally everyone looked amazing. Um, And the photos were just like unreal. She's, she's 27. Um, okay. I didn't think she was 27. 23. <gasps> wow. Okay. So the, the, yeah. So what's so interesting to me is the fact that right before she was dating him, she was in a really, really serious relationship with Paul Klein from Lainey and they like so public so obsessed with each other I'm pretty sure her eye was the cover art for one of their albums that they came out with and they like had their breakup very abruptly and then like immediately after she was dating Brooklyn and now they're married which is wow how long they've been dating for then I don't know I don't know how long they've been dating I feel like it wasn't really that long though question mark but. That is very interesting. Yeah, their wedding was stunning. Um, mm-hmm. I heard one side of the family got them like a whole car, like mm-hmm. for a gift. And I also yeah. heard that he had to sign a prenup, which oh, is just because well, I also wild. found out how like rich she is. Oh yeah, she's, like I didn't know anything about her. Next level. No meaning yeah. until after this, and I started doing my research but why so do you know why she's so wealthy like what is her family it's her dad nelson pelt is an american billionaire businessman and investor um that's not helpful founding partner together with peter w may edward p garden of Tryon fund management an alternative investment management fund based in new york which yes, again means nothing to us but I think the thing that I saw was that he's like a board member of like Procter and Gamble and oh like there it is and Madison yeah. Square Garden so like that's actually wild imagine and I mean like god knows how much money the Beckhams have but I know Woo! who knows if that's true but that's what I've heard but yeah crazy stuff I also heard that there might be some tension between the families I'm not quite sure I, oh, I saw like that too. literally starting rumor. No, no, no. I saw this TikTok that basically was like, so I guess they, they're adding her last name or something to like their names. So like, and then I think Victoria Beckham did a post that was like, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Beckham, but then didn't put pelts in there. Even yes. though they, like made it clear yes. that they were including that name. That's like really <sighs> insulting to not acknowledge the latter half of the last name when they're getting married. Yeah. Like that would be like someone calling me like Shoshone Truro. That's like yeah. not, that's like incredibly offensive. Like that's not my name, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that was my born name versus like changing it, but like they made a point of being like we are we are yeah. Brooklyn and Brooklyn and Nicola Beckham Peltz like that's who they are you don't get mm-hmm. to like decide that you're not going to acknowledge half the name like better that than like him taking her name or like whatever yeah <laughs> I think that's actually a feeling that wouldn't fly yeah no 
but I, that's not chill like that's not no. like a really cool thing to be doing um coming from victoria beckham but she scares the shit out of me like something oh, yeah. about her energy is like terrifying yeah sorry um okay so switching gears a little bit more towards another more more depressing yeah depressing topic um johnny depp and amber heard have been in the news quite a lot lately and i honestly feel like this has been a long time coming um i don't know exactly how long it's been but i feel like this is really years yeah like years and years and years um but the story has changed a lot as well and Initially, I believe the claims were that Amber Heard was accusing Johnny Depp of domestic abuse. More stuff came to light. I think more of the truth came to light. And now essentially the story has flipped or not the story, but the, the, yeah, who's, who's suing who has flipped. The story and, completely has flipped. Um, so you're, you're in the legality of it. Yes. And now um, I believe that Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for defamation. Yeah. And it's very sad. I've been watching a little bit of the trial, mostly on TikTok, um, but it's just insane. And I think the thing that I can't get like past is just in general, when I think about like being in the courtroom with them, it's wild to me that they're like, they're both actors. How do you know what to believe? They, yeah, trust me. Everyone watching knows that. And so they are being very, very carefully coached (laughs) by their attorneys to do and not do other things. Really, I want to hear the rest of what you have to say, but I just have to say two quick things on Mm -hmm. like what you just said. So I love watching the like trials and stuff like this. And so basically the commentary on Amber is her getting her hair done. Like, I don't know if you've seen pictures of her, but she always has very extravagant hairstyles is like everyone's saying it's probably like subconsciously working against her because the jury sees Mm -hmm. her coming in with this like extravagant hair and they immediately think, oh, she got that professionally done. Oh, she has a glam squad. Oh, she's an actress. Then we have Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's explaining something and he goes, you know, uh, can I get up? I need to like show this with my body. And he's like physically acting out something, which again, people's like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. this is an actor in front of me, you know? Um, so trust me, that is very, very much a thing that it, it is t- being taken into account. And when I say being coached by their lawyers, they can't actually be coached, but I think they're being advised, they were advised prior to trial mm-hmm. to do and not do other things. And I don't yeah. think that they're following them, but like, regardless. Yes. Um, I think it's also too, for me, just like, so sad to see like how this has unfolded for Johnny Depp because I growing up was the biggest Johnny Depp fan. I like I have like a whole bulletin board in my room. Oh my god. Cut out pictures of Johnny Depp. I so it's just like so sad to see. Um and again, you know, I just think it's one of those situations where I don't know, you just it's really hard to like draw conclusions from. I will say, like, I'm not that my personal opinion really matters, but the videos that I've seen of her and like her mannerisms and the way that she's like acting is so alarming to me. It's not helping her case. Yeah. At all. 
Have you um, heard the theories that she's like mimicking his outfits that like very no. closely? Okay. Dude, I, I, we could do a whole episode and maybe we will like this, uh-huh. this trial goes on for six weeks. Like, so very, yeah. this is very likely we might do a whole episode, but we'll see. Um, there is so much to be said about this. I've watched almost every day. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking five hours of testimony mm-hmm. <laughs> a day, but like, so I, I saw a rumor that she was like copying his outfits. And I was like, you guys are being extreme. Like, shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. Like, this is what, like, stop with the, like the conspiracy theories. Like just watch the actual testimony the next day. Keep in mind, I've been watching this for like two or three days at this point. Next day, she shows up to court. First day, Johnny's wearing glasses. <gasps> 15 minutes in, puts She's- on glasses <gasps> that look identical no, to what Johnny's wearing. I was sitting there being like, like she's like before it was subtle like if you go uh-huh. back and you look it, it yeah. is very subtle you can't really like say it's a pattern the glasses on and mm. off all day and she hasn't brought them out again johnny has worn them a few more times but i'm just like wow that was when i was like oh you are these theories are true the next yeah. day she comes in in a three-piece gray suit no way I've worn the day prior <gasps> He wore his hair in a ponytail one day, next day, ponytail. No like, way. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm like, lawyers have commented on, on that. They think that wow. this is something that's actually happening. Like I, it, at first I was like very much TikTok con- conspiracy theories. Now I actually think this is a very legitimate theory that she's trying to fuck with his head basically. Wow. Yeah. But, oh um, my God, that's, that is next level. Um, yeah. Wow, I don't even like know what to say about that. I mean, the fact too that like lawyers are commenting on that, that's you know. Um, I will say I think like the relationship in general, like I don't like I think that there was a there's a lot of holes to poke. I think that there was probably a lot going on that wouldn't be deemed good on either side. Um, but it's yes. just really crazy that you know, this is where it's at now. And this is what it's come to. Yeah. It's really sad. I know a lot of people's take has been like, this is just a couple who needs to work this out privately, but I disagree with that. I think I disagree with that too. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad because I feel like I understand that some people's take may be like, yeah, Johnny's arguing that he lost everything. Um, and this is someone who's has millions of dollars that he will never have enough like years in his mm-hmm. life to like like spend but I just think that anybody who has enjoyed Johnny Depp has known that he's not the guy who's in it for the money like he is just an absolute legend and icon some of my all-time favorite movies growing up were Pirates of the Caribbean like I I don't know that I was a Johnny Depp girl the way you were (laughs) like at all but like I definitely was a huge fan of his um I have a very, very, very vague memory of when these headlines started coming out when she accused him of domestic violence. Um, Very vague memory. And I don't know that I ever really thought too far into it other than I was like, wow, this is messy. Like whatever Mm -hmm. he said, she said situation or whatever. Um, And I don't think I fully processed that. Like, I think I didn't think about it that much because he wasn't in the public eye because Mm -hmm. he lost all of his gigs everything Mm -hmm. he was pulled from every movie that he was in they like fully canceled movies because he they couldn't have him in because 
of accusations she made against him. Um, 100% I agree with you. Shit going on both sides. I mean, some of these text messages, these audio recordings, like they are disturbing and they're very painful to listen to. And it is very clear that they both have damage and Mm -hmm. they were taking out on each other. There is a very clear difference between what was actually happening and what Amber Heard said. And I think that's where we're at at this point. Um, I think it's important for him to have his moment to try to make his case and and save his, his not career, not even his career, but his like entire image, like who he is as a person, like, like his I think, legacy. I think it goes way beyond him having a career. I think it's like, he doesn't want to have lived all of this life. And then one girl says that he's mm-hmm. violent towards her and like, that's it, you know? Um, and I don't even think he's trying to make the case that he's entirely innocent. I think he's just trying to make the case that like her accusations were incorrect. And mm-hmm. because they were so, they were so false that he lost everything because of it. So, um, it is really interesting. Her mannerisms, her looks, she has to be like, she can't show a lick of emotion on her face at anything, because if she does immediately, people will start reading into it. Like this is such a public trial. And I know that Johnny Depp fought to make this a very public trial for this entire purpose. So she has to be really, really careful to not react to anything. And she's slipping. She started today's the first day where I was like, I saw the demeanor start to change. And I don't know if you've seen any clips from today, but they brought in um, a psychologist and um, this girl gave some of the most interesting testimony ever. Um, she is like such a pro and so interesting. Like her whole background is so interesting. Um, but her testimony basically was just her talking about what she's diagnosed with Amber Heard with. And I have empathy. Yeah. And I have empathy for Amber in the sense that like, that cannot be easy to sit there Mm -hmm. and listen to a psychologist diagnose you in front of the entire world. Like that is in a courtroom and she's talking about how you are lying and cheating out of tests so that you like the reason that she knows that you are like, Mm-hmm. fall under this mental um what's the right word like this um diagnosis is because you are exaggerating symptoms of ptsd and because you are playing down other parts to come across a certain way like someone is telling you that you're doing yeah it. like that's a mind fuck like that oh, is yeah that is fucking brutal i think that's why her 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 face started to slip a little bit today um but it it has been really i just think courtrooms in general are very interesting environments the defense um their cross examination style is just very aggressive mm. and i don't think it's benefiting them it is painfully uncomfortable to listen to i don't know if you've seen clips of when like one of the women will be up there and be like she'll like be speaking and it's just like so aggressive and like so rude mm-hmm. and it's on purpose like everyone's saying like they're doing this on purpose they're trying to like make the person on the stand flustered because it's an intense environment but everyone's saying that they think it's like working against their case because it's it's overshadowing the testimony that they're or the points that they're trying to make a whole thing um and yeah i mean truly where we're at night and days in the evidence is on johnny's side just objectively mm-hmm. where we're at right now 
it, they are not making a great case for Amber, although she has not gone up and been able to testify yet. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's very easy for all of us to look like it's in his favor. Like this may switch halfway through and it, things will come to like that put her more in favor. But like, did you hear about the Milani stuff? No. Oh my God. So get this. In one part of the testimony, she claims I had to walk around with color corrector makeup in my purse for a year to cover up, you know, the violent <laughs> acts that Johnny had made towards her. She was very, she told her lawyers very explicitly that she was using this Milani color correcting palette for a year. She was walking around with it and she was so specific about it. They bought it and brought it to the courthouse <gasps> and showed it to everyone. Milani comes out the next day and goes, this wasn't released until two years after you're claiming this happened. This palette did not even exist for two years until after. Oh my God. And the thing is, and everyone's like, this girl is so dumb because like, and this is why her case is slipping a little bit because it's like, she's trying so hard to make a case that it's backfiring right now. Because if she had just said, I carried her on a color correcting palette, couldn't tell you which one. Mm-hmm. wouldn't have poked a hole in her and your story but because yeah. she was so specific and so detail-oriented about it and then milani was like that's no. so aggressively not true mm-hmm. it causes doubt it causes doubt yeah. in people's minds so anyways the whole trial is very interesting johnny is being a little bit of like a jokester but then like hearing his whole life story is just like boy had a fucking brutal upbringing like mm-hmm. i didn't know any of this information like it's a miracle he's still here so um but yeah and then they they have to talk about so much weird shit like the the two of them did so much weird stuff like she she pulled some really really gnarly stuff and i don't know like i don't even want to get into the specifics but like between the two of them you're spot on it is just it was a relationship that it should never have existed and Mm -hmm. he's got trauma to deal with and she's playing on it and it is just, mm-hmm. it, it's brutal. And I, I cannot imagine this is fun for anyone involved, but it is, I do actually think it's really important that this is being aired publicly. Um, I don't want it to turn into like, see, women are lying. They are blah, 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 blah. But I think there's something to be said for like, men should also be heard. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, yes. domestic violence against men feels like a myth to a lot of people in reality it's a very real thing I mean I guess we'll see what the outcome is but I fully agree I think it's great that it's not great but I think that it is something that like needs to have light shed on and as painful as it is to see unfold um I mean it's there and yeah they have a long way to go and to prove defamation Mm -hmm from what the lawyers are telling me is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but I don't even know that's really about defamation. I think it's really just about the public opinion. Like, I, agree. I, I think that's what he's fighting for. So, all right, we are going to close out this episode, but before we go, like we said earlier, we do just want to acknowledge that it is our one year podcast anniversary and just reflect a little bit where we are now and share our thoughts yeah it's so wild I don't know that I mean did you know that it was our our month anniversary or like our year anniversary this month no I didn't know okay so I didn't know either my mom texted me so shout out to my mom if she's listening she was like 
tell Lynn I say happy pod anniversary. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, We've been doing this for a year. A year. (laughs) And I just think about like, I know we were talking about this before we got on, but how different our lives are to what it is now, how Mm -hmm. much we have gone through in that year and how, like how much life we've lived and managed to keep doing this and keep Mm -hmm. enjoying it and letting it be what it is and be a positive in our life. Life is just like kind of, it's very special and it's very unique and I'm very Mm -hmm. grateful. So me too. I, it is so special. I think like it is truly insane how much we've changed, how much we've gone through, like just how many different phases of life. But I love it because I think it really is just, again, we've said this before, like our little virtual diary that we have together and I love it. And I think it's so fun. And I just, it's so special to our friendship and it's just something that I always look forward to. And, you know, I mean, it's also just proof we never run out of anything to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know we're me and Linda were like, we don't know what to talk about today, but like, we'll talk about something. This might be one of our longest episodes. So um, it is very much a virtual diary. And I feel like for that purpose alone, like that's mm-hmm. so special to have and to get to remember this time. Um, and yeah, I just think about like us having that conversation in the beginning of like, do we want to do this? Like, how mm-hmm. do we want to do this? And we've learned much along the way and still very much are learning a lot along yes. the way. Far from knowing it all by any means, but um it is crazy to think about us being like we should just do it like we should just yeah. try it we should just like have mm-hmm. fun with it and we stuck with it for a year like yes. that's also no I know a year like uh, yeah no and I mean I will say I think when we both started it I think and I don't know I can't speak for you but like in my mind I was like it's just gonna be like one of those things that we like do for a little while and- yeah <laughs> and it, like totally just like fizzles out but like I just I feel like after you've been doing something for a year, like, I feel like you kind of like prove everyone wrong. So yeah. Yeah. But we are so thankful for you guys that listen. Um, it's so much fun for us. And I mean, congrats to you guys. If you're listening to this for (laughs) listening to us talk for a year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, thank you for caring what we have to say. And (laughs) yes, yes. Um, and yeah, especially, there were many a gaps in that year. I, mm-hmm. we can acknowledge that not mm-hmm. gaps that we actively chose. I will say no. there were gaps. It was cause shit was going down. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. Happy to still be here. Happy to still be here. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at basically anxious pod. So you can stay up to date with us and hopefully, you know, we'll make it to year two, but until next week, we will talk to you guys all then. And yeah. Bye. Bye.